This podcast is produced by Visionary Studios. Hey everyone, I'm Mitchell Rail. And I'm Wade Clausen. And welcome back to Let's Unpack That. Today we are joined by the hottest people in the world, literally. Like they are in the happiest place in the world right now. They're in Disney World being hot. Twink and a Redhead, aka Grant Ash, welcome to the pod. How are you guys doing? How's how's Disney? Hey, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Disney's a blast. We just met Cinderella. <gasps> oh, how is she? How is she doing? Well, she was a bit. Oh, can you curse on here? Yes. Oh, thank God. No, we try to come to Disney every few months because we find the hottest dads here. Mm-hmm. They usually get really annoyed with their families and they're looking for an escape. And we provide that for them. It's actually a lot of people say we're brave for it. It's like charity. Is it a career? You could say it's a career. It's kind of a side hustle, I would oh, say. Oh, okay. okay. It is a hustle. You really have to learn how to spot them, and there is skill behind it. We look for the ones who have it all planned out. The ones who, you know, took the time to, like, do all the park hopper shit or all the, what is it called now, genie pass? Because those are the ones who are usually wealthy and smart. Mm-hmm. So. That's, that's really important. If you're staying at the Grand Floridian, I want doesn't every disney room have like a disney theme to it well the grand floridian's like the richest one like that's like the nicest bougiest oh i've never been to disney so that's so embarrassing i know i know i don't travel a lot but you thought every disney room was like a different theme like this is like the stitch room and then the next door is like cinderella no babe (laughs) maybe maybe grant ash can do some charity for you wade and Mm -hmm. hopefully find someone that can maybe give you a free trip or something Thing, yeah, if they felt um, charitable. You know, we'll keep that in mind. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be in the back of our heads. Okay, sure. definitely. That's so kind of you guys. When we're done with one, we can give it, give them yeah. to you. Oh, There's sloppy no seconds. Shame and leftovers. But anyways, tell us about you guys. So you guys have this account on TikTok, Twink and a Redhead, where you really just advocate and encourage people to be hot by living vicariously through you guys who are the hottest people on the planet. Like, you are setting the gold standard for so many people across the globe. If someone is listening right now and they are really seeing you guys just living this hot lifestyle that they want to achieve, what do you think is the first step for them in making their way towards living that hot life. Grant and I adopted this mindset back in June because we founded the concept of hot June. It's where you wake up every day and you just decide that you are the hottest person alive. And it worked because then we did become the hottest people alive. So I think the first step in someone's journey to becoming hot is just wake up every day and just decide everyone is not as hot as you. And then you'll start to live your own truth. We were coming out of a bit of a flop era at this time. And so we really needed something to kind of just inspire us. And Ash came up with that concept to literally wake up every day and walk outside and think you're the hottest person. So yeah, it's definitely a mindset and it has worked. Like I started wearing clothes that I never thought I would wear before because like once you think you're the hottest, you don't care what other people think. Like, it's just, it's really powerful. But yeah, mindset first. Being delusional is not always a bad thing, you know? <laughs> okay, I mean, once you you can be so delusional and you just manifest it into reality. Yeah. It's not a delusion anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's There are benefits. So you guys started with Hot June. What months 
have you had since then? Because you guys change it up every month. Yeah, so we had flop May. May was a big flop era for us. We both were going through tough times. Um, and then we had hot June. That's where 180, the time of our... We were the hottest, the most fun of ourselves, I think, at that time. Then we had Narcissist July. That was a time where we were the most selfish you could be. You didn't care about the feelings of others. It was an amazing time. And then we had Vengeful August where we decided to get revenge on anyone who has wronged us. That was a dangerous time to know us, I would say. And most recently, we celebrated Self-Pity September. And this one probably hit us the most hard. We did not intend for it to come to fruition in the way it did, but it was, Grant, would you agree, the worst month of our lives? I, I mean, people died. Yeah, and we were the victims and it was horrific. Um, and now we are celebrating Horror October with a W. This is a month to be a whore, to be spooky, to be slutty, you know, Watch Twitches while having sex. That's kind of the yeah. vibe we're <laughs> channeling right now. Twitches? You know, we're in horror October right now. We're almost to Halloween. It's quickly approaching. How do people really live their horror October? If they're getting ready for their Halloween party this weekend or next weekend, how do they really have that horror moment? It's been an unspoken thing in the month of October where you're supposed to be a whore because of Halloween. Like, everyone uses it as an excuse to dress slutty. This month, you can just own it and accept it. Um, so just wear that slutty costume every day if you want. Can you tell us a little bit about Femme Top Fall? I did not coin this term. One of my good friends, Lyndon, shout out to Lyndon, he's been saying Femme Top Fall like since like the spring because he always refers to me as a femme top. And he's like, are you getting ready for femme top fall? After work one day, I was like, I need to like make a video and just like spread awareness of femme top fall. And so that's what I did. But femme top fall, I feel like there's a really invisible and oppressed group of the gay community of femme tops. Like you don't have to be a dom mask daddy to have a schlong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, and you can turn into someone else in the bedroom. Like you, you don't have... I don't know. It's just a weird thing. And I think now's a good time to celebrate and, and bring awareness to the femme tops of the world. So true. So brave. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what about bottom? So TBH, bottom was just something to make the bottoms feel inclusive. No, I'm kidding. Bottom is, bottom's the time to celebrate being a bottom, period. Because you can't like get through fall without coming across a bottom activity mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah so we have to acknowledge that yeah you know like break that bottom diet a little bit have a few too many psls you know it'll be okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah no this is this is for the femme tops and the bottoms like fall is for the femme tops and bottoms of the world period so ashley for you i mean a lot of these keywords and these mantras have really caught on in the gay community i mean a few weeks mm -hmm. ago when, when grant posted that femme top fall video i mean it was everywhere mm -hmm. anyone who's everyone yeah. was talking about femme top fall in his advocacy for that season for you i mean you're not gay correct no i am i'm not like how has it been for you to like deal with you know these other communities really resonating with you and grant and and your allyship 
I would say I'm I'm so brave for being an ally. <laughs> <laughs> no, true, true. She is very brave. Where's your pride parade float with you on top, Ashley, like waving? No, like... I just feel like me individually as an ally should get more recognition. But no, I love it. I feel like this just makes sense for Grit and I to have this audience and to be making this kind of content. Like it just, it makes perfect sense and I love it. I'm celebrating Femtop Fall spiritually. I would say, you know, like I'm channeling it more in a spiritual, metaphorical way, but I'm still channeling it nonetheless. So you're giving femme top energy. Always. Yeah, always. always. Okay. That actually is a femme top, like period, just in yeah. life, kind of. But we, it, like Ashley was saying, it does make sense for us. We've always had an audience growing up, I feel like, like in Literally. high school, <laughs> when we, we really became close like our freshman year of high school when Ashley was excommunicated from her friend group um, and I was just I gay. found comfort in Grant. Because <laughs> Grant had no friends either. Aww, Literally. But then loners. we somehow became like the stars of the show. Like we had a band in high school. We would put on performances with our songs. Just like we've always been. We would perform causing... at like Sweet Sixteens and stuff. Not really planned. Like we would just get up there and kind of take the mic. So you weren't but... paid. Yeah. No pay. No pay. Just free? No, it was charity. Oh, so kind. we've always been very charitable. So yeah, we're thinking of starting a nonprofit one day where we just show up uninvited to events. You know, weddings, funerals, um, anything hospitals. like that. Baby, sh yeah, baby showers, hospitals, and we'll just perform our songs because. Who wouldn't love to be at a funeral and Grant and I come out and sing Don Cheadle? I don't know who would <laughs> You guys have really had so many hit singles um, on TikTok, mm -hmm. I think. You're just on your way to the Hot 100 at this point. I mean, like, where is... The mixtape. Yeah, where is it? Like, where is that album? Is that in the works? Is that something you would like to put out eventually or no? We really need a producer because yeah. for whatever reason, like I feel like I do have a bit of a talent of like structuring songs or making melodies and Ashley's like a lyricist and like really good with like the jokes and all that. But like, we don't know anything about music. Like I can't play yeah. a guitar or like a piano. Like, so we, no. we really need someone who could fix that for us. And we're obviously probably the best singers in the world. So yeah. we just need a little bit of help with some light auto-tune, I would say, but not not that much. No, we don't want to change our, our voices, like what no. people are already used to. You want to keep the familiarity. Like Mariah Carey. Yeah, you know, you are yeah. Mariah Carey. You're the next Mariah Carey, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. a lot of people have been saying that, actually. Yeah, you guys are yeah. just setting the standard in the pop girl industry, mm -hmm. yeah. So when you're looking at the upcoming months here, I mean, we're getting ready for Halloween. Everyone is living their horror October moment. They're being as slutty and sexy as possible constantly, every single moment of the of the month. When they're looking at like the rest of this year to really finish out strong, I know you guys haven't announced anything yet, but is there any tips that you would give people to really finish off 2022 and not, not end it with a flop? Yeah, I would say keep living your hottest life. You are the hottest person alive and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I would say if you have an ugly boyfriend, dump him and probably hook up with his best friend. Buy some new clothes, get a push-up bra, have sex with a hottie. 
you know, basic things. Basic necessities in life. Yeah. Just, just take those yeah. steps to do what you need to do to like really yeah. elevate yourself because like create the chaos. You know, yeah. have that moment. Yeah. Grant, do you have any tips for people? I think not caring what people think about you is like huge. Bring that energy with you. And then also with boys or whoever you're pursuing if they wanted to like they would you know what i mean like don't put all this energy into something that is like a flop at the end of the day like be able to take a step back and look at the bigger picture and like just the facts of it all and if this person is not giving it like they're ugly you know what i mean so and you're hotter than that i guess that's my advice because i'm just always when we say ugly, it's, like, personality also. Like, it's really just if they're not a vibe, then they're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could be, like, the hottest Brad Pitt-looking guy, but if you're a flat personality, then you're ugly. Mm-hmm. Literally. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we're going to dive into a little bit more... Uh, gay shit with Grant but Ashley before you go um, do you want to give everyone your socials if they really want to join you on on your hot journey you guys can just follow us at twink and a redhead on tiktok and twink and a redhead on instagram and i don't know my personal instagram handle because i had to change it so if you follow taking a redhead you could probably find it from that she was experimenting with a new username and didn't know like after you said it that you have to wait like another 30 days or something until you could change it again no. <laughs> this really ugly ashley like underscore 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 g well, thank yeah. you, Thank you. Um, you are the hot queen. We are so grateful to the be The hottest redhead. Thanks, guys. And remember, if you have any hot straight friends for me, tell them all about Ash, you know? Amazing. Right. Amazing. Mm-hmm. We will. We will. But enjoy Disney today. Have the most amazing time. Get that bag. Find those sugar daddies. I believe in you. You can Thank do that. you. And get that ride pass. <laughs> yes, get those, get every ride pass. Get all those Genie Pluses. Like. Oh, I'll get a ride pass. <laughs> <laughs> so Grant, you're out of Disney now. You just like casually flew back home to New Jersey. So before we move on, for people who just listened to that segment <laughs> and were like, okay, this is, are these people serious? Like, do you kind of want to give us, like, what is really Twink and a Redhead and what is the goal and purpose of it for you guys? Um, okay, but part of it is, like, actually serious. Like, we are, we do try to have this mentality of, like, living hot every day because I feel like it's positive and helpful and I feel like everyone should do that mm-hmm. um but yeah the twink and a redhead is meant to be satirical and like satire me and Ashley have always had like a really crazy like sense of humor and this past like June we decided we were just gonna start like posting consistently like every day and like we we've always been interested in film um and production and she loves like writing and storytelling and throughout high school, we did a lot of projects together in college. We literally went to the same college. We did a lot of projects together. And so we just made Twink and a Redhead into an outlet where we can kind of channel that passion while also making people laugh and spreading that kind of just it's kind of like an anti-influencer thing in a way where it's like we're satiring people who genuinely like do that kind of stuff or genuinely kind of 
put that energy out there where it's like just straight up narcissism. We're kind of commentating on that, I guess. But it's really also not that deep. Mm -hmm. No, it's really not. And it's so fun. I think it's like so funny, such funny content too. Like a few months ago, I feel like it was like hot June is when I like first saw you guys. And it was like, this is so amazing. Like I love this energy. It's funny and also just like positive. Like you said, like I think it's, you guys have something really cool. It's growing, right? Like you mean you guys just hit 50K recently? Yeah, we're, we, I think we're at 55K today ish our tiktok name was not a twink and a redhead but we made it in like the spring but we weren't like posting consistently and we weren't we didn't really know what we were doing and then we made this like song like a twink and a redhead and so then we were like why don't we just name our page like a twink and a redhead um and then that's june's when we started and since then we're like at 55,000 followers. Wow. But Grant, let's let's go backwards for you. So let's start from the beginning. Tell everyone a little bit about you, like where you grew up and what it was like for you growing up as a gay individual. Well, I grew up in Hillsboro, New Jersey, which is like a suburb, very, very suburban area outside of New York, probably like an hour away. Basically, my town was like, I feel like New Jersey, the epitome of New Jersey is like everyone's socially liberal, fiscally conservative. Like it's it's like that's the vibe. So me being gay wasn't like I was gonna be ostracized by my community, but it also wasn't like common. So my family has always been accepting all that. Like I never worried about my family. I was never super religious. Um, but in school, I was bullied a lot and called gay, like, before I even knew what it meant. And so when I did realize I was gay, probably in, like, eighth grade, I, like, obviously wanted to be anything but that because I was just called it in a negative way. And also, we grew up, I'm sure you guys did too, we grew up in the That's So Gay era where, like, anything annoying and stupid was, like, gay. And so that was, like, an aspect that was kind of a struggle for me. And then also, I loved, like, film and television. And I never saw myself represented. Or if it was, it was, like, in a really negative kind of... This is what happens when you're gay. Like, you get bullied and you... Or you're disowned from your family and blah, blah, blah. And so I remember, like, I had thoughts where I was like, I'm not going to come out till I'm in college. Cause like, that's what I would see on YouTube too. Like I would watch like gay YouTubers and they, they'd talk about how they didn't come out till they were in college or like, I don't know. I was just, there was like a lot of internal struggle, even though on the outside, I like probably had it really good in comparison to others. Like I didn't have that religious thing. I didn't have a family who would disown me. My coming out story, I was 16 and I was at the beach with my family. I got to the point where I just wanted to tell them and a bunch of my friends had already known, Ashley knew. Um, And so I was like, it's probably gonna like get out anyways. And so I like asked my mom if we could like go on a walk along the water. And I was like, mom, I have to like tell you something. But I basically was just like, I'm gay. And then she was like, you think I didn't already fucking know that? And I was like, what? And I was like, aren't you supposed to like cry? Like, why aren't you crying? (laughs) And she was like, I love you no matter what. Like I'm your mom. Like how would I not know that? 
And Loki's so true. Like, how do you raise a kid their whole life and then think they're, like, not gay or... I don't know. Like, how do you just not know that about your kid? And then I went back to where we were all sitting with my mom, and my mom was like, Rant, you have to tell your dad something. Which was so annoying. Like, (laughs) let me do it, bitch. Um, (laughs) And so my dad literally guessed, too. He was like, what, are you gay? And I was like... (laughs) I was like, yeah. And he was like... Okay. Actually, the way I came out to my brother was so funny. I was most nervous to tell him because I just thought he would think it was weird or like, I I feel like he looked up to me in some aspects and thought maybe he would think differently because of it. But me and Ashley and our other friend took him to get like lunch at Shake Shack and I was too scared to like say it. And so Ashley was like helping me but in a very like joking, satirical, like funny way, like as that's just how we are. And so she was like, Quentin, like Grant's been diagnosed. <laughs> and my brother's like, what? Like by the doctors? And she was like, by God. <laughs> and, and then he, he literally was like, he guessed it was like with gayism. <laughs> And we were like, yeah. And then he was like, okay. I think yeah. I'm like an Ashley stan. Like, I think someone needs to make like an Ashley fan cam. With like, all the, like, the videos, the edits. Yes. It's so funny because she's like, obviously like an ally, loves everyone, like super, super, like just accepting. But there's like funny, like slightly homophobic undertone to like her character, like satire. And it's, it's like so funny because she portrays a character of which like how people actually act. And like, she's really good at pointing out like the ridiculousness of some people's like point of views which is funny so you graduated high school and then where did you go for college i went to the florida state university in tallahassee florida what was it like being there what was the gay community and gay scene like in florida it's just different it's like tallahassee florida for those people who might not know is in the panhandle of florida like north north florida like half hour from georgia And so it's like the South, it's like Bible Belt. And I I don't know if I knew that before going. I just wanted to go somewhere warm and with like a nice campus and like palm trees. And so that's kind of why I went. Um, But I remember one of the first things like I noticed when I was there was like the prevalence of like religion and just like how many churches there were. I cheered at FSU and so like all the girls on my team would like go to church like every Sunday or like there was just a prevalence of religion that I was not used to in Jersey. And so that was weird. And then I always thought that like people coming out as gay and then being disowned from their family was like a thing of the past. Like I thought like that was something really crazy that doesn't happen anymore. Like people might not get it at first, but they wouldn't ever like throw their kid out. Like that happened back then. And then I got to school and a kid on my team who was like one of my good friends, his parents found out that he had a boyfriend and then cut him off financially, like basically threw him out of their family. And like, he had to drop out of school for like a few years, which is just insane to me. But I literally was shocked by that because I didn't think it happened anymore. But I mean, you just go somewhere else in the fucking country and it apparently happens all the time. 
Did you deal with any like homophobia there? No, not me personally to my face. I dealt with a lot of like code switching. Like I had to like switch up how I acted a lot because I, I guess in an effort to like prevent homophobia. Being a cheerleader, like part of your job is to like also kind of market the university. Like you're the face of the university. And so before games, we would like go to like different appearances, we called it. So we would go to like this box over here in the stadium. Then we go to like the president's box. And there was always like really fancy, like rich, white, wealthy alumni or like boosters that we would have to like talk to. And they'd always be like, oh, you picked the right sport being around all these ladies, huh? <laughs> and so it's like. It's like weird stuff like that, like the heteronormativity of it all. And like me kind of like putting on a face being like, oh yeah, like go Knowles. I wish I had the confidence though back then. I feel like I might have, but like, I don't know. I just never did it. I wish I could have just been like, I'm gay. I'm like, no, like I didn't pick the sport to be around these like beautiful girls. Like, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Like putting on a mask in an environment that doesn't feel so safe. I think that is something the gay community will always do because we it, it's never going to go away. Homophobia is never going to go away. Yeah. And we want to feel safe, so we're going to have to put on a mask. Yeah. Which we shouldn't have to, but... You mentioned that um, when you were in college, you didn't have the most confidence. Between then and now, obviously it's clear that you have gained like a ton of confidence and like really have like come into yourself and like live your most authentic life. Like how do you think you kind of gained that confidence? What was that process like for you? This is so stupid talking about cheer again, but I literally felt like the whole time I was at FSU and like cheerleading, I had this like censored bubble over me and it really like weighed me down. And so I think just graduating college and like being free of like something that can always like get you in trouble. I was also very involved at FSU too and I was like outspoken a lot of times. Like I've gotten in trouble with like administration before. I've gotten in trouble with like my coaches, whatever. And so like once you like graduate and then you're in the real world, there's like not necessarily like someone who can like reprimand or discipline you and especially in the, with the things I was doing because I I do feel like I, I'm a good person and I do feel like the stuff that I was outspoken about was stuff to better you know something that was maybe not as good like I'm trying to advocate for something and I would get in trouble for it and so like as long as I'm still doing that and in the real world like someone's not gonna censor me or like put me down so that's something I think like just the idea of like being free like literally being free. And then also, like it sounds stupid, but like moving to the city, being with Ashley, and like actually like just living with that mindset like every day and just kind of like not taking things so seriously, being hot. But also New York City too, of course, like you can be whoever you want and no one gives a fuck, which is amazing. And I think a big boost to your kind of confidence. Like, I, and I notice it now when I leave the city, like being in New Jersey right now. And I like went to the gym last night. Like I, I felt like kind of like I had to repress some of like my confidence or my authenticity in a way. Like being in the city too is just really cool, especially for like a gay person. What have your experiences been like in the city, like as a gay individual, like within the gay community in New York? I feel like I've always been a gay that doesn't have like a gay group or like a gay who's like not always into like going out or like going to like a circuit party. Like I've never been to a circuit party. I feel like I'm kind of more almost conservative in my gayness, which is like, it sounds weird to say, but 
a lot of people in New York, it just feels very conformist or like you if you want to be cool and gay then you have to like be shirtless at this party you have to like be ripped i was asked the other day by like a gay guy i met he was like why don't you have a gay group i was like i don't know i have gay friends but i'm not gonna be friends with someone just because they're gay i just value like authenticity and sometimes i feel like i might also just not be a friend group person but i don't know in friend groups i feel like there's sometimes not authenticity mm -hmm. or it, I, it takes me a while to trust people, yeah. I think. I also have an issue where I think everyone's trying to, like, hook up with me. <laughs> but I feel like that comes from, like, drama or something. I don't know. <laughs> Especially as, like, Twink and Redhead has, gr has grown, that, like, maybe people are like, oh, that's Grant. Like, he's the one with the TikTok. Like, he... It's like this hot commodity type thing and people are like, I can't. <laughs> I, I feel like it is more of a trust thing. Like I'm like, does this person actually want to be my friend or is there like an ulterior? And it's probably from like past we experience. Mm -hmm. We do, we really do. Like just be forward. What, what was the first time you guys got recognized? What was that like? I got recognized by myself the first time. Um, I was like just walking home from work and this girl comes up to me and she's like, are you a twink from a twink in a red head? I was like, what'd you just call me? <laughs> she was like, I love your TikToks. I'm literally 30 years old and like, I love your stuff. You guys are gonna blow up, blah, blah, blah. It was so nice. Um, but the first time we got recognized in public, I think was going to the Chromatica ball. Like, <laughs> makes sense. So like, yeah, our audience was there. Like, <laughs> they were there for you, not Lady Gaga. Literally. But we were on the NJ Transit train on our way to MetLife Stadium, and people would literally walk past our seat and be like, TikTok? Like, Twink and a Redhead, TikTok. One person was like, I follow you guys on TikTok, laughed in our face, and then just kept walking. And we were like, okay, word. So, like, for you, Grant, when you're kind of, like, looking both at, like, yourself and, like, the TikTok account, is there anything that you want to do in the future with it? Like, is there any goals that you have? We have so many ideas. We want, like, me and Ashley have always, like, wanted to do, like, a series or, like, write a TV show or something. And so like that is like a dream. We want to like potentially get into like the comedy scene. So like maybe some stand-up comedy or improv we want to do. We're just going to continue doing what we've been doing. Like I feel like a lot of our content is maybe a step above some other people's just because we have the like film and like editing kind of background. And so like keep continuing to make like those kind of like really extra videos um, and just see where it goes, I guess. That's like, the best part. I feel like your videos, like they'll have like a funny joke and then suddenly it's like the images are spinning and there's like all these, it like makes it like 10 times funnier. Mm -hmm. Like it like drives home like the comedy. I love it. It it's, does. Yeah. It's amazing. It's literally, it's not even like fancy like editing. Like I'm literally using splice, but I don't know. It's camp. I feel it's like camp. I know how to like, I know pacing and stuff like that, though. you know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So would you say that you're more of like the the editing or is it a mix on who? Oh yeah, that girl, that girl doesn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> that girl, no, I'm kidding. That girl comes up with a lot of our ideas. We're really like good collaboratively. She'll like have an idea and like kind of like say it and then I'll tell her how we're gonna do it, you know? Love, mm -hmm. love. Well. Grant, thank you so much for joining us today. It is 
an honor to have you here. You're such an icon, and I'm so excited to see all that you guys do. I feel like you guys have a bright future um, ahead for Twink and a Redhead. Slaying the game. Next year, you will be in the New York Pride Parade. I know it's going to happen. Just a float with two people. Just just you guys on a float. Grant, do you want to give everyone your socials and where they can follow you? Yeah, so my socials are Grant Everdeen. Like, can you bear that? I was a Hunger Games stan, you guys. But Grant Everdeen on Insta and TikTok. My TikTok's like busted. It's like giving Taylor Swift. That's a whole other side of me as well. Um, but then Twink and a Redhead on Instagram and TikTok too. And yeah, just like, thank you for having me. It's been so fun and this was a sleigh. And I'll remember you guys when I'm on that float. Oh, thank you. Thank he you. sees You'll- us in the crowd and he's like, I think I know, I know them. them. They're, oh, they're fans. <laughs> Thank you so much, Grant. Uh, you guys can follow us on Instagram at UnpackedTHT and on TikTok at UnpackedThatPod. Thanks again. We'll see you guys next Thursday. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.